There's never a dull moment when it comes to Minnesota sports. Whether it's on the gridiron. For the end zone, it's Jefferson who's got the touchdown. On the court. Edwards thinking three and popping a three. On the ice. It's Caprice over the open net. Or on the diamond. Buxton hammers that to left field. Another Minnesota home run. Whether it's positive. I think this is a good enough roster to make the playoffs. Or negative. He's terrible. Awful. Don't get it. Don't understand it. Whether there's optimism. Hey, they might be able to even make it to a conference final. Or pessimism. Don't expect me to be super excited. I mean, I don't know. Does this really do much for anybody? There's always something to chat about. Shout out to Minnesota Sports Chat. Keep on being elite. If you're looking for fun, informative, discussion on all things Minnesota sports, you've come to the right place. This is Minnesota Sports Chat, and now, here's your host, Ross Brendel. Fun and informative, I don't know, I'll let you be the judge of that. However, it is definitely discussion. Welcome inside edition number 157 of the soon-to-be award-winning Minnesota Sports Chat. Yes, indeed, award-winning, if only in my own mind. Jazz 88's and Score North's Manny Hill joins the pod in just moments. However, please do not forget to rate and review Minnesota Sports Chat on Apple and Spotify. If you're listening on Apple and you have yet to rate and review Minnesota Sports Chat, Please do so. I would be forever in debt if you'd take some time to do that. I would greatly appreciate it. Just a great way for me to help grow and share this little podcast. If you're listening via the Score North Taxi Squad feed, I encourage you to subscribe to Minnesota Sports Chat wherever it is that you get your podcasts. And please make sure you tell your friends and family all about the pod. Mr. Manny Hill, how are you doing? Pretty good, Ross. How are you? I'm doing wonderful now that I know it's only, we'll still call it early March. We're recording on March the 8th. We have hit the Manny quota for the month of March. The next time we talk to fulfill the Manny quota in likely sometime in April, we'll have a little baseball to talk about. The snow will still be outside. Oh, yeah, definitely. At least here in the great state of Minnesota. I know a good chunk of the listeners not in Minnesota. We're currently still sitting on like six feet of snow, and there's another six to eight inches on the way over the next three or four days. So (laughs) so buckle up for that. But it is great to see you, Manny. Oh, and for those who have started to find uh, this pod on YouTube, you can see our lovely faces. Manny's more so than mine on the YouTube machine. So thanks for being here, Manny, and clearing some schedule i appreciate it my pleasure it's always fun to be on with uh with my friend my longtime friend of almost 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 20 years i think it's what 18 years now yeah oh five right yeah oh five october of oh five so yeah 18 years in so we're at 17 and a half years about just about yeah there are kids about to graduate high school (laughs) as long as our friendship that's pretty incredible Manny I'm gonna let you I should get this out of the way at Manny Hill 84 on Twitter I am at Brendel Ross on Twitter for now hoping to get that changed soon perhaps you're gonna reverse it perhaps there'll be some developments well I've been trying to get Ross Brendel in some way shape or form for years and I think I finally found a way around it that will work or at least be close so we'll 
Well, you know this. We're there, pondering. There's a, there is a uh, at Manny Hill on Twitter that has not tweeted anything. I think yeah. since like 2009. Yeah, man, and we've talked. Reached out to Twitter to try and get that. Like, come on, like this person hasn't tweeted since, you know, since the last decade, and that was 2019 <laughs> when I was asking these people about it. This person hasn't tweeted since the George W. Bush administration. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> no, I have a similar thing which I've talked about on this pod. The uh, somebody with the name Ross Brendel was suspended by Twitter years ago. Yet oh, I can't. Wow. Yet I can't have the name, and maybe I actually don't want to. Okay, there's three things I want to touch base with you on, Manny. The Minnesota Timberwolves, the Minnesota Gophers basketball squad, and the surging, never to be beaten again, Minnesota Wild. Where do you want to start? Uh, let's start with the Wolves. Okay, let's start with the Wolves. So my topic de jour on the Minnesota Timberwolves, I don't think we're ever going to figure out at least this season why they are so inconsistent. I really thought trading for Rudy Gobert would help with the inconsistencies, but he uh, he doesn't play every day. And whatever, you can right. have a debate about him playing every day or not every day. That's a separate debate. Then I thought bringing in Conley would help with that. It just appears for some reason, whether it's an organizational thing, I say this jokingly, maybe it's in the water. Manny, you just don't know what you're going to get game in and game out from the Minnesota Timberwolves, which as a fan is frustrating because you'd like to see them handle the teams below them with more regularity. However, it is fun to watch them play and look at who they're playing and say, yeah, I, I don't. Really think there's many teams in the NBA they can't beat on a nightly basis. Now, can they beat some of those teams in a playoff series? I don't know. But can they win a game or two here and there? Yeah, they can. But what is with the inconsistencies and how or what can fix that? I have no idea. And, I mean, you kind of hit it, right? Like the the frustrations lie with the inconsistency. So you you lay an egg against at, you know, you lay an egg at home against the Charlotte Hornets who are one of the worst teams in the league. Um, you know, the Washington wizards are kind of a, kind of a middling team uh, with a superstar in Bradley Beal, but they're not very good. I mean, you have them at home, you have a 20 plus point lead at home against them and you blow that game, but then you turn around and, and go on the road and you beat, you know, you beat the Lakers, you beat the Clippers, you beat, Kyrie Irving and and Luka Doncic, you put the clamps down on them in, in the closing moments of a game, and find a way to win. It, it's it's mind boggling, and and I don't know where you find it. And you know, I, I think everybody's been talking about, okay, well, is Carl Anthony Towns going to be back? You know, when is he going to come back? He should be able to help with them certainly offensively. I think the game against Philadelphia the other night, um, they really could have used Cat out there just as another offensive weapon outside of Anthony Edwards. But I think we also have to kind of taper our expectations for when, you know, if and when Cat does come back. Because, Ross, you got to remember, they were a 500 team when Cat got hurt. Well, and Manny, all these these problems that we're talking about, they all existed with him, too. The Wolves have had a lot of inconsistencies and a lot of issues beating lesser teams than the Minnesota Timberwolves with Carl Anthony Towns. So to think that that is going to be the one thing that fixes it this season, I don't know if that's the case. Will it help minimize it? Sure. 
But are they going to lose another game or two down the stretch? They probably shouldn't. If he ever comes back, I'm I'm not convinced that that won't happen. Yeah, it's it's totally going to happen because it was happening before <laughs> before he got injured, and you know, and everybody's you know you're going to get a lot of people that say, well, you know, they were you know 500 team when Cat got hurt, but you know they hadn't really gotten to their groove yet. Okay, but when Cat does come back, if and when he does come back this year, you're going to have to like that that clock to sort of restart the chemistry with him and Gobert on the floor at the same time. And all of that stuff is going to restart. So you're going to have to get him ramped up back into sort of midseason shape. And you don't know after being out for, was it, 40-plus games now? You don't know if he's ever really going to get back to that point. So there's going to still be a process, even if he does come back for the last, I don't know, nine, ten games of the season. You know, I don't know how close he is actually to coming back. Obviously, the Wolves haven't given us a lot of information on when he'll be back. It's They just keep saying it's a process and, you know, he's doing light work and things like that. But we don't know if he's going to come back or not. And they're not telling us. I don't think this is the same thing, Manny, but to a degree. And I, I know on injuries and rehab, sometimes you learn stuff as you go. But the Wolves... And uh, I didn't necessarily know if Carl Carl Anthony Towns didn't say, but I believe the original timeline was what four to six weeks or three to four weeks that he that was in December. Yeah, he avoided catastrophe. Yeah. Well, uh, maybe he still did, but I know there's still worries that he could end up with a complete ACL tear. Maybe it was MCL tear if they're not careful. But I see some parallels here to Joe Maurer and bilateral leg weakness. I mean, you're already kind of hearing the East Carl Anthony Towns tough. If he was tough, maybe he'd be back. And I don't even know if that's fair. There's a reason why he's not back. But what I'm saying is, you know, shame on the Timberwolves for maybe not doing a better job. Sourcing's not the right word, but controlling the narrative here on this injury. Yeah. And yeah, if you that, realized pretty quickly the timeline was not going to be what you said it was initially, then you should have come out with that. Right. And and that's where you and – I, and I know that calf injuries are so hard to kind of figure out because those are things that can – you have to be – you do have to be very cautious with those because if you're not – if you if a guy has like a calf strain or pulled calf muscle of some sort, and you bring them back too soon, you run the risk of, um, you know, potential like Achilles tear or something like that. We saw that with Kevin Durant four years in the finals, uh, four years ago in the in the NBA finals, the Warriors and the Raptors, where Kevin Durant hurt his, hurt his calf in the second round. And then they brought him back for the finals against Toronto. And he came in, played played the game, hit a couple shots, looked like, okay, Katie's he's back and the Warriors are going to maybe win this series. And then by the end of the first quarter, he was, he was out of the game uh, because of his Achilles tear. And he was, then he ended up being out for an entire season after that. So you do have to, I mean, if you're the Wolves, you do have to be cautious, but at the same time, it's like, if that's the case, then just tell us, tell us that right out of the gate, you know, instead of sort of giving us this kind of, run around like 
you know, and, and have and leaving us to speculate and 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 you know and and think about rumors and things like that. Well, thank you on the Achilles correction because yes, when yeah. I had read the story, that that's that's what was mentioned, and then I Googled it, and you beat me to it. So thank you for the correction. It yep. is possible, Manny, that maybe the Timberwolves' inconsistency issues are just because. They're not getting enough rest. And if they're not getting enough rest, Manny, perhaps they just need some more caffeine. Maybe that will help them <laughs> be more consistent on the floor. And there's a great company that can help them. I can help them. Beans Coffee Company. Maybe the Timberwolves should be signing up for their email newsletter. Subscribers, you receive advance notice on limited time sales, new releases, promo codes, and so much more. You can sign up at coffeebybeans.com. While you're there signing up for that newsletter, which I encourage you to do, check out all their great coffee blends. You can order by the bag. You can get yourself a subscription. Set that subscription up in one to eight week intervals. Customize it by your favorite blend. I've mentioned now for, what, three or four months straight, I've just been crushing that Perfectus blend. The Mikado is another one of my favorites. All available to you at coffeebybeans.com. When you check out with your subscription order or your buy-the-bag order, use that promo code SPORTSCHAT. That is SPORTSCHAT, all one word. When you check out, you'll save yourself a little bit of cash. Beans Coffee Company, free shipping on all orders of $35 or more. Try them at coffeebybeans.com. That is coffeebybeans.com. Use the promo code SPORTSCHAT. Manny, I'm going to play some audio for you. This is the head basketball coach for now at the University of Minnesota, Ben Johnson. He's he's like me, though. He's, He's really competitive, and he wants to win, and he knows that we can win here and that we're going to win here. Um, But he's just been really supportive. Um, He's been a guy that... um, you know, has been, you know, awesome to just work with and and to know that, um, you know, he has my back and and he sees the growth and the development and um, he, he sees the path and trajectory of of where we're going um, and who we have in our program. Um, and again, you know, a guy that, that's ultra competitive, that that wants to win. And so that's why I know it's a good it's a good combination because we both see eye to eye on that. We see eye to eye on, you know, being realistic and understanding where we are at our program, not being satisfied with where we're at in our program. And also, um, you know, he's, he's, he's putting us in position to be successful down the road. A little long there, but that is Ben Johnson talking to Fox nine here in the twin cities, discussing his boss and the athletics director at the university of Minnesota, Mark Coyle. My main takeaway from that was I think Ben misspoke. I think what Ben meant to say was that Mark has noticed the uh, regression and lack of development within the program. I I, I don't think he meant uh, the development and progression of the program. I think that was a misspeak. No, obviously I'm I'm taking some shots at Ben Johnson, which uh, qualifier here. Uh, This is we're recording this the day just about four hours or so before the Gophers take on the Huskers in what could or could not be their final game of the year. On Newsflash, the Gophers need to win five games in five days 
if they're going to make it to the NCAA tournament. Manny, anything less than that I don't think is going to be enough on the resume to get into the NCAA tournament. Uh, I do not. No, that that uh, <laughs> that last that last place finish in the Big Ten That's isn't going to help that much. A two and seventeen record is going to be tough to overcome if they can't do the impossible and win five games in five days. I don't think Ben Johnson is going to be relieved of his duties. I'm not advocating that he should be relieved of his duties, but I'm really having a tough time figuring out what to make of this season, and it's really tough for me. Manny to specifically put the struggles on two players, but I've done it a few times on this pod, so I'll do it again. It doesn't matter how good Jamison Battle was or wasn't this year or how good Dawson Garcia was or wasn't this year when they were playing. Both missed pretty extensive time due to injury. It doesn't matter a old hill of beans how well those guys play if you have just putrid guard play. And the Gophers' guard play Again, Talon Cooper might be a great person, and he is a good basketball player. He's not a Big Ten basketball player. Neither is Torrin Samuels, and that really set the Gophers behind the eight ball this year. And when Ben goes shopping in the transfer portal again this year, I would hope he can do better than that because he's going to need to do better than that. And if he doesn't, at this time a year from now, we will once again be talking about who is the next basketball coach at the University of Minnesota? Because, again, I wouldn't be shocked if he's done after two years, but I would be pretty surprised. I think they're going to give him into a third year. But, Manny, I think they're going to need to win at minimum next year, probably six conference games for him to keep his job. I, I made this joke on the Twitter machine at Brendel Ross, shameless plug. Uh, I don't know if Ben is going to get fired, like I said, and I don't believe he is, but he is going to go into next season with a sticker on his bum that says flammable because it's going <laughs> it's going to be a very hot seat that he's sitting on. I do believe that. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think when you look at, well, I mean, the last time I was on with you last month, we talked about, you know, the the just the, the overall climate around go for basketball men's and women's and as you know since the last time i was on we've you know the the women's coaches is, is you know they're gonna be looking for a new women's coach now um as as lindsey whalen stepped away but it, it's it's just the 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 difficulty now more than more than ever before is the nil right and the transfer portal and how easily it it has become you know it's basically become like a like a pro sports league, college sports. You know, particularly the the revenue sports of basketball and football. You've got the NILs with you know, which is basically like free agency. Yep. And you got the transfer portal, which is basically like trading. Except yep. you're not, you know, if a kid goes into the transfer portal, you're not getting any compensation and, back from him. He's just leaving. And Manny, keep in mind, I wouldn't say it's a perfect comparison, but. There's basically a salary cap as well. The rich programs are always going to be able to afford players. Small programs aren't. And then you're going to have places like the University of Minnesota that largely can't, but maybe on special cases can. And you're going to have to pick and choose wisely. So 
you know, it's funny when NIL first came out, and this is still early. It's a grand experiment, Manny. I, I think you know that. I know that. A lot of those following college sports know that. I think we all thought that it would radically change the game. And it's maybe changing what rosters look like on a year-by-year basis. Manny, the teams that, for the most part, the programs and teams that ran college basketball and college football three, four years ago, guess what? They're still running college football. Yeah, so still what's, running college football. Basketball, basketball is a little, is a little different. And that, still, and, some of those same blue bloods, blue bloods are not as strong as they have been in the past. And I think the reason for that, Manny, is the roster size is smaller. Yeah. But... Yeah. At the end hey, of the guys are leaving. Got you got you got so many one and done guys that are going straight to the NBA after one year. They're not staying, you know, three or four years like they kind of have to in, in the case of football. So is there any room for optimism with Gopher basketball? What can Ben Johnson realistically do? I mean, I used to jokingly say, but also kind of meant it that the university needs to start cheating again. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like now there's really no reason to cheat because you can technically just pay whoever you want. Yeah. So you need to figure out how to get that money in the program. Yeah. Well, and, and the problem, the thing that's working against the U is that you have so many other options for corporate, you know, corporate Minneapolis to throw their money at, you know what I mean? Some of these big companies locally here, big Minneapolis, big corporate Minneapolis. Um, but they can throw their money that you've got all these pro sports teams here that, you know, think about it, Ross, we have, we have the, we have the big, we have all four of the big four. Yeah. And then we have a WNBA team and we have a major league soccer team yep. all in town. So there's so much competition for so much of that corporate money of where it would come from. Um, so you, you, you just have to kind of hope that, you know, maybe some, some U of M alums that are doing pretty well for themselves financially, you know, maybe start contributing more, you know, as far as the NIL is concerned. But outside of that, Ross, Ben Johnson's going to have to really develop the hell out of these players. Well, that's it. It's going to have to be two and three star recruits that end up becoming really, really good. Yeah. Over the course of a three or four year period, you have to identify and develop. And again, I don't want to throw a parade for PJ Fleck, but I do think he has been very good at the University of Minnesota. And that was pre NIL and during NIL. And one thing that he has always talked about is look, not every kid is going to be perfect for our program. If you're a program like the University of Minnesota, you may need to start doing some long term projections of, okay, if we put a little bit of work into this kid, if we can't find him any NIL money, or at least not comparative to what he might be able to get on the market, will we still be able to convince him to stay here? Is this a kid that will stay for three or four years, or is he going to come here for a year and leave? I mean, that was there could be one blessing in disguise on the Dennis Evans fiasco. If he truly came here and after a year or two was good, he may have went to a different university anyways because they could pay right. him more money. Or he might have left for the NBA right away. I think the shame in Dennis Evans leaving is it's just another black eye on the program for next season. I don't know if anybody actually knows how good he was going to be going forward. I There's just, Manny, we can talk in circles about go for basketball. There's no easy way 
to fix what's happening at the University of Minnesota, but I say this all the time, and it still could be Ben Johnson. There's a perfect coach for every job. There is. any You can find a coach that can win here. You can find a coach that can win anywhere. It's just finding the right coach and marrying it to the perfect program. I still hope Ben Johnson's the guy. I hope he gets a third season. I believe he will. And I hope it goes much better than the last two seasons, or at least the last season and a half. I think the first half season for Ben Johnson was pretty good. When it spun off the rails last year, it continued to spin off the rails this year. Yeah, and it has. It's just been. It's been just continuing to spin ever since. I I think the, the what might be working against Ben Johnson as well is, you know, I kind of feel like if this were five or six years ago, because let's think about this for a second. Why was Ben Johnson hired in the first place? It was because of his ability to to recruit, right? I mean, some of the, you know, some of the local kids that the Gophers were able to get, Ben Johnson was the one that. You know, over the you know during the time that Richard Pitino was the coach, Ben Johnson was the guy that was really hitting the ground running and, and pounding the pavement about getting getting the local guys that were end up that did end up playing for the Gophers on the team. Well, now that the the problem with that is because it goes back to the NIL again. If you <laughs> Ben Johnson might be a really good recruiter, but now it's different because yeah. A lot of these kids that Ben Johnson otherwise five or six years ago might have been able to get, it's going to be harder for him to get it anyway because if the Gophers don't have any money to pay these kids to come on, it's not going to matter how good a recruiter Ben Johnson is because that kid's going to say, okay, coach, I like what you're selling, but this school down the road here and this other state over here is going to pay me X amount of dollars, so I'm going to go there. Well, and Manny, uh, let's be honest here. You mentioned the school down the road metaphorically. There is an actual school down the road that has a pretty good basketball program only two years into being in the NCAA tournament. They made it to the semifinals of the Summit League. Had they won the Summit League, they wouldn't have been able to go to the NCAA tournament. That's another stupid rule that I don't like about the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Uh, but Manny, there's a lot of money at St. Thomas. And if you're the University of Minnesota, I think you got to be thinking, uh, look, right now, the athletes they're recruiting, I'm not trying to bash St. Thomas at all. They have a better basketball team than the Gophers have right now. But <laughs> they are recruiting two different types of athletes. But at some point, that may not be the case. And if you're, I'm going to make up a name for a kid, you're Bob Johnson who plays in northern Minnesota and you're pretty good and you want to stay home or closest to home, and you can go to Iowa, Wisconsin, St. Thomas, Minnesota, and St. Thomas can give you a comparable amount of money in the scholarship, and Minnesota can't, you might choose St. Thomas. Yeah, especially. That's another problem that the University of Minnesota has now that they didn't have literally three years ago. Especially if St. Thomas continues to, at least on paper, look like, you know, in, ter- in terms of like the wins and losses, continues to have more success than the Gophers. Yeah. You know, what happens if St. Thomas in a year or two, I don't know, what, are they eligible for the NCAA tournament next year? No, they got to go, I think it's three more years still. Is it three more years? And okay. by the way, well, Manny, in 2025, that hockey program and basketball team is moving into a brand spanking facility, brand new spanking facility on campus. Yeah. So if you look up in 2025 and 2026, and the St. Thomas men's basketball team is going to the NCAA tournament because they've 
fielded a good enough team to win the Summit League and get that automatic bid. And the Gopher, meanwhile, the Gophers are sitting at 500 and maybe going to the NIT. What's going to be more appealing to that kid that's yeah. trying to decide between the two? And then also, too, I you have to think, what's more appealing to maybe a kid that you may want from the Dakotas, Iowa, or Wisconsin right. that doesn't have maybe an affinity to growing up in Minnesota, but he's being recruited by both the Gophers and St. Thomas. And well, oh, by the way, by the way, Gophers, you got UCLA and USC coming into the conference. Uh, yeah in a couple of years. Have fun. Have a blast. Well, let's get UCLA. I've seen those club hockey uniforms. Let's get UCLA to play some Big Ten hockey. That would be that would be really fun. That's that my segue cool. to talk a little bit of hockey, and I say just a little bit. Uh, Manny, your Minnesota Wild suddenly surging, now one of the best teams in the NHL, or at least the Western Conference by points go. They haven't lost a game, I think, since 2017, or at least that's what everybody on Twitter tells me. But it has. It's been like 10 games in a row where they've at least claimed a point. They've maybe had some losses in overtimes and shootouts. Do you, I guess my question is, do you care about anything the Minnesota Wild are doing right now? I will tell you, and it's kind of the same with the Minnesota Timberwolves, I don't. I'm not anti the Minnesota Wild. I'm not cheering for them to lose. What I am saying is win a playoff series and maybe I'll be excited. Although I'm not sure how much farther they could go beyond that. But this is a team that hasn't won a playoff series in a long time. Win a playoff series to get me excited. I don't. I'm not going to be all excited because you took your cute little team and you you got hot and you played well for two months and then you lost right away in the first round of the playoffs. I don't care about that. Bill Guerin himself has said the goal is not to make the playoffs. So even though you're strapped because you're paying Ryan Suter and Zach Parisi to pay for other or to play for other teams, win a playoff series. And I'm going to watch. Don't get me wrong. I am still yeah. watching and paying attention. I'm not saying that I'm not, but. This doesn't do anything for me. We've seen the Minnesota Wild do this before. Yeah. Win a playoff series. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. It, it kind of feels like that. When is that Parisi Suter package going to be done? Do we is this is, is this going to be like a Bobby Bonilla type of thing where they're going to be paying those guys for thirty years? Is it after ne- exactly is, is it after that. next year or the year after? It's close. I I'm, it's getting I'm not there. Sure. Um. Very quickly, speaking of. Bobby Bonilla, I don't mean to take us. Did we miss Bobby Bonilla day? No, that's in, that's in July. Okay. Yeah. But our, our uh, mutual friend, Johnny Walker. Yeah. Um, he brought something to my attention the other day. Johnny's been on this pod, by the way, talking card collecting before he literally has like 300,000 cards. It's not a joke. He brought something to my attention the other day, and I'm not sure if it's true or not, but is Bobby Bonilla, in addition to being paid by the New York Mets every year, a million dollars every year till, I don't know, the end of time, Is he, he mentioned he found something that said the Baltimore Orioles are also paying him like half a million every year because of something with a contract from when he was there. <laughs> I don't know that. I, I don't know. I, I haven't gotten a chance to look look that up to see what he was But he said he, he found something up that says that too, and I, I don't know. But but anyway, that's neither here nor there. Oh, no, um, he does. Yeah, this is per the, uh, per the Google machine. He has a second deferred contract with the Mets and Baltimore Orioles, or with he? the Mets and Baltimore Orioles that was initiated in 2004 and pays him $500,000 a year. For 25 years. Wow. 
What an agent. Bobby Bonilla was Kirk Cousins before Kirk Cousins was Kirk Cousins. Yeah. That's, this that's is some next level. That's number one and number two in all time as far as GOAT. This is next right level there. stuff. Kirk Cousins and Bobby Bonilla. Um, uh, no, to your point about the Wild, though, I, I think I'm with you. I think the only thing that would make me mildly intrigued, and again, heavy emphasis on on the word mildly, on them maybe going on a bit of a run and some things go their way, is if they can get Gustav Nyquist back late in the season and maybe he can provide them with a little bit of a punch, a little bit of a scoring punch, maybe. Joe Hansen yeah. appears to have added a little bit because he's got some speed, which is funny. Yeah. It's out. It's weird to see a team give up a third round pick for a player that they've already had. You know, <laughs> know. But that was what three seasons ago, and he, yeah, and, and he was and, he was pretty underwhelming. Cor- too. Correct, but that's yeah. that that's pretty impressive to see. But no, look, and, and I like for the most part, I like what Bill Guerin's done. I'm not I'm not trying to rip on the franchise and be a Debbie Downer. I'm just saying we the have Klingberg, the Klingberg acquisition was pretty. That's that kind of I I didn't expect that at all. That no, and it's a sheer rental. They won't be able to afford him in the offseason. Right. So I get right. it. I mean, this was as close to Bill Guerin going all in as he possibly could and saying, look, you know, I don't know if we have a Stanley Cup team here, but I think we have a team that's pretty good, so I want to supplement it with as much as I can. And it probably wasn't going to be feasible to keep winning games where the only guy scoring, putting the puck in the back of the net was Kaprizov. So I, I get what he tried yeah. to do. I also loved the playing banker for other teams because they do have some cap money this year. So I did love the essentially uh, buying uh, picks from other teams. Did you have, we should talk about this. What impact do you think Ryan O'Reilly made in his four and a half minutes with the uni- or with almost the University of Minnesota with the Minnesota Wild? Do you think it's legendary status? Would you say that the Wild are winning almost every game they play because of the leadership that Ryan O'Reilly showed in his four and a half minutes with the Minnesota Wild? I would say it's right on par with Rasheed Wallace's stretch with the Atlanta Hawks and Mike Piazza's stretch with the Florida Marlins. They both played for those teams, though, right? They did, yeah. yeah. Yes, <laughs> they, they did. Rasheed <laughs> Wallace played like what three games for the Atlanta Hawks, something like I'm that. I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure it was three. It might have been like one or two. <laughs> I think Piazza might have played like three games with the Marlins. I think he was with the Marlins for like a week. I'm blanking on the Marlins thing. Was that a mid-season trade when they were winning yep. and then they immediately acquired him and they weren't winning, so then they just flipped him again? I don't. It was no. It was. I think it was the year after they won the first World Series. I think it was '98. The Dodgers traded Mike Piazza to the Marlins, and I think he was there for like a week. And then the Mets swooped in and traded for Piazza. I think that was nine. I'm pretty sure it was '98. It's really tough for me to hear the name Mike Piazza and not think about having pizza for dinner. <laughs> it's just it's just always been that way. Manny, what else is new and exciting in your world as we head out the door? Anything fun and exciting the masses should know about? Uh, no, I mean, we're just uh, plugging away at getting this MPS Voices stream, audio stream uh, launched here in the next few weeks. Got to figure out some technical things on the side of it. And, you know, I, I I feel a little bad because I've been saying that for a while, but we are we are very close to getting it launched. And it's going to be it's going to be great with a lot of um Minneapolis public schools content uh, with students and staff alike. And so I'm assuming I'm assuming that and so much more available at jazz88.fm. You can find yep. your way to MPS Voices when that does launch. 
and and uh, the soon to be launched mpsvoices.com as well. Wonderful. Thank you, yeah. Manny. Yeah, always a pleasure, my friend. At Manny Hill 84 on the Twitter machine, and that already does it for edition number 157 of the soon to be award-winning Minnesota Sports Chat. We'll win some of those awards as long as you are rating and reviewing on Apple. My thanks to Manny. Most importantly, my thanks to you for joining each and every week and talking a little sports with me. I'm Ross Brendel saying thank you so much for listening. We'll talk again next week.